if you know that there is a little voice inside of you that's not quite sure that this is what you're meant to be doing or should be doing, and you know that there's something on the other side, don't delay. Start living into that now. You have such a limited amount of time here on this earth. Don't waste it doing shit you don't wanna do. You can build the life you want. This is a Soulfire production. All right, welcome back or welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 102 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. And this is a gin and juiced episode. It's a series inside the Yes And podcast where we explore addiction, sobriety, alcohol-free living, and really what it looks like to live a high vibe life on your own terms. And I don't do that by myself. I bring my right-hand woman uh, and my partner in all things, House of And, uh, Amanda Zayner on the show with me to do that. She's my co-host. Amanda, what's up and how you doing? Happy holidays, first of all. I love this time of year because I just feel like after Thanksgiving and until, you know, after the Mm. new year, things are beautiful. They're twinkling with the lights and people are just generally nicer. So I know I'm good. Thank you. I'm so here (laughs) for that. I love that you just literally led in with some holiday sparkle vibes. I I agree with you. I, I, I always like the lights. And girl, you know, I wear sequin year round. So I love the lights. I love the sequin. I I do it up. So yeah, I agree. There's just like a little extra vibe in the energy these days. And I'm so happy to be here with you on Gin and Juiced. And um, I don't know about you, uh, but we got to mention. So speaking of the holidays, an easy time to binge, uh, an easy time to overindulge and all that good stuff. So I want to talk about something that's helping me. Uh, Advocare is our studio sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Advocare. They're one of our favorite brands and favorite companies. And I got to say that personally, I have been using the Advocare. I don't know about you, Amanda, but I'm using the Advocare Carb Ease. Yes, that's right. They have a product that eases your carb load. And I am using it uh, before all my big holiday meals, uh, whether I'm cooking them at home or when we go out to eat, like Scott's birthday's on Friday. And, you know, we'll splurge a little bit. So I'll 30 minutes before I'll take my my carbies. But, um, you know, I'm pretty good about watching what I eat. But this supplement sort of takes the bloat out of those carb heavy meals for me and just sort of like helps my system work it out. So it's even. Uh, so, Mandy, you've been to my house we have this big island in the middle of our kitchen and we've got this like lazy susan which by the way can we have a moment for the lazy susan yes you may i am so here for that invention so am i why is it the best thing ever i don't even know but we had one when i was a child um we had a big round table and there was a big round lazy susan i don't even remember what we used it for but it will always just be something that I think about spinning, right? Like it just, I mean, there's something about like, not only is it convenient, but it just reminds me of being a kid. Okay. So I just Googled, when was the lazy Susan invented? 
sorry, we're going to come back to Advocare, but I just got, guys, Thomas Jefferson invented the Lazy Susan. Yo, would you have thought that, by the way? Thomas Jefferson invented it in the 18th century. Uh, they used to be referred to as dumb waiters, like dumb waiters, D-U-M-B, waiters at the time. It is said that Jefferson invented the Lazy Susan because his daughter complained that she was always served last at the table and as a result never found herself full when leaving the table kind of ironic as we're talking about carbies <laughs> <laughs> but dude who knew thomas jefferson invented the lazy susan right like, like, that's I. okay guys if you're playing trivia this holiday season you are welcome uh but yeah we got a lazy susan or thrice at our house and one sits in our island and i i we all are using Carbies so much by Advocare that we we keep it right in our lazy Susan. So uh, that's my Advocare obsession. And you're welcome for the bonus trivia. Amanda, I know you love Advocare as much as I do. What are you what are you using these days? I really do. We um we actually got the Advocare cleanse system probably for the first time about a year ago. So it's a 10 day mm. cleanse. And after Thanksgiving, we started it again. Did it's you? amazing. It's like um you take a there's an AM pill, a PM pill. It's probiotics. One of them, I think, mm. is the Restore Ultra, which I know you can buy on its own, but you can get the whole cleanse system, which includes like the AM pills, the PM pills, and a fiber packet uh, to drink throughout the day. It doesn't do anything weird to like your gut to make you like all bubbly. Well, at least it doesn't do that for me, but yeah. it really does make me feel a little bit better, especially after so much indulgence around the holidays. Mm. So, Hey, it's worth a try, right? I mean, I, love, I love their products and I definitely feel a benefit after using any of them. It's really just nutritional supplements. Mm, listen, our body needs supplements because I don't know about you. Nobody eats perfect every day, all day long. So if you want to learn more about Advocare, their products, their supplements, their cleanses and or their carbies, head on over to the show notes to learn more about Advocare, get discounts because you listen to this show. And oh, by the way, support the podcast when you shop. Okay, so we have a little Christmas gift for you, by the way, our OG ride or die podcast listeners and lovers It's Christmas time. It's the Christmas vibes. So I want to I just I wanted to mix it up. So if you leave us a review on iTunes and DM me or email me a pic of that review or your submission, because it can take a minute on iTunes, I'm going to give you a code, a little code, where you can get 10% off anything you want in our store. How about that? So reviews mean and matter so much. We know you love this podcast because you're listening and we see that you're listening. So would you help us tell iTunes that? Again, if you listen on iTunes and take 30 seconds to review, you're going to get 10% off of our products in our store, House of And. Yo, that's a gift that always keeps on giving. Boundaries. Let's let's pivot here a little bit uh, and talk about boundaries. We're going to go there today because so many of us are addicted, not just to booze and sugar and shopping and social, right? We're, we're also addicted to the sort of need to please like raise your hand if you're with me here like I I'll own it 
I'm a hundred percent a people pleaser in recovery. Uh, that is some of the work that I am doing on myself every single day. That means I work hard AF every day to check myself before I wreck myself. Thank you, Ice Cube. So yeah, I mean, this is an area for me, um, especially as an entrepreneur that I'm paying attention to and I'm constantly working on because we have to be able to have tough conversations and do the uncomfortable things required in order to scale and grow and set boundaries. So that's where I'm at with boundaries. Amanda, I'd love to know, like, where are you with your relationship to not just boundaries, but to this addiction to like people, please? Um, well, uh, I'm a 100% self-diagnosed people pleaser. And most usually you can find me not in any kind of recovery from it because my <laughs> tendencies, truth. <laughs> my <laughs> tendencies run deep. That said, mm. I have improved a lot. And I will tell you in all honesty that mm. the pandemic has really allowed me to feel much more in control of not doing things that I don't want to and that make me feel uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. I think that when you're in a situation where your health or the health of the people that you love becomes at risk, you can step into the power of your choice a lot more. And I say that, you know, because we all have to do what makes us feel comfortable. And while in the past, I might have just done things and felt uncomfortable while doing them because I didn't want to disappoint or make someone upset or have someone be mad. Now I'm like, why on earth? I'm 42 years old. Am I going <laughs> to sit in discomfort for the sake and pleasure of somebody who probably doesn't even count? Right. Wow. And when I say someone that doesn't count, it doesn't mean that they don't matter. But when I'm on my deathbed, boo, are they going to be holding my hand? I doubt it. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where wow. I'm at. <laughs> Shit, that was that was a mic drop. Like that was great. And I love that you clarified like doesn't count doesn't mean they don't matter. But will they be there when push comes to shove? And when you think about, you know, I've been doing a lot of um quick segue here AZ because I've been doing a lot of I just got uh, the 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 book by Ryan Holiday. It's actually a daily meditation product, right? So it's all about, it's called the daily stoic. So I've been like learning a lot about stoicism and December is really, so you read this passage like every morning and I keep it by my coffee maker. And it's just like a great way where like my coffee brews, I read a meditation on and lessons from the great stoics of our time. Right. And December is, and every month has a theme essentially. And they pull ideas from stoicism to support that theme. Um, and then they're big, they were selected by this researcher and Ryan holiday, uh, the themes that come up time and time again in stoicism. And one of them is being uh, a student of, and always aware of, and always kind of looking at and talking about death and the end of life. And the reason the Stoics do this is because they, we talk about this in the house of and it's because the clock is fucking ticking, right? Uh, there was a, a passage I read yesterday where uh, a joker uh, back in, back in the olden days was uh, making fun 
of how easy it must be to be the king, how easy it must be to to be the king. And he was sort of uh, doing all this comedy and uh, playing light of what it looks like to be the king. The king finds out about this and the king says, well, great. Let's trade places for a day, okay? And then Joker says, cool. Joker gets up onto the stand where the king sits right up there on the throne. And then the king has a, a sword hung from the ceiling. And that sword is dangling over the Joker's head. And the king goes, well, now you see what it's like to be king at any moment. My life could be taken away from me. I could be assassinated in a second. And so the story that day was that, wow, you know, really, truly, this breath we're breathing right now is the reality. We become so obsessed and so worried about uh, pleasing others and, and, and accommodating um, other people. And all that's great and important. We're going to talk about that on this episode. But I think what we need to become more obsessed about is how that clock is really ticking. And that, you know, maybe it's dramatic to think that there's a sword dangling over our head. But you know what? If you keep that in your mind all day long, the irritability you feel in line at the grocery store doesn't feel as important, right? The saying no to the person you don't want to spend three hours at dinner with feels pretty high vibe, right? So to your point and your awesome example, the clock is ticking. And I think really thinking about who will be there at the end of our life and what we want there at the end of our life is a powerful way to really live our life right now. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think that because in our culture, death is seen as, you know, conversations of death are seen as morbid. And the truth mm. is, like, we're all dying, right? Yep. <laughs> From the moment yep. that we're born, we're all dying. We can't escape it. We, right. It's like <laughs> Guaranteed, right? For all of us, we're all going to end up, you know, having the happen. same fate. And so I, I use that as a measure for many, many things. And, you know, death is upon us we run into it. It shocks us. It surprises us. And sometimes we expect it yet. It is, you know, where we find some of our greatest gifts. It's where mm. we find some of the yes. best value in our lives. And it's so interesting that our conversation has already rolled this way because I pulled a quote from a book that I wanted to read as we discuss boundaries. So we'll get to that um, <gasps> in a bit, but it's, it's ironic that. how oh my God, conversation is unfolding. Shut yeah, it's up. Crazy. Okay, cool. Like, boundaries. It, it's the perfect way to build a boundary, right? It really at the is. beginning of life. And yep. at the end of life, it gets really, really clear when you have a baby or you're caring for someone that's going, what matters? matters to you. And oh that's God. what boundaries are about. So aligned, so aligned. Okay. So, um, we're going to, we're going to go there today. We're going to share some ideas to help you here. So you can set boundaries that stick while still having high vibe relationships in your life that are beautiful and respectful and all that good stuff. And really boundaries are such a big deal that I made them a big part of our house of and methodology. I mean, this is something Amanda and I are talking about and teaching every chance we get the chance to, uh, and our mindset masterclass, uh, which is coming up on 1229 will be no exception to that boundary conversation that we love to have. And one of the big things that 
that you'll learn in the masterclass, uh, not only as we reveal the House of Ant methodology um, and as we share our goal-focused planning system, uh, is this transformational idea right here that your goals are actually, and they can be, boundaries. So if you tell me and you show me what your goals are, then I'll show you and tell you and help you understand what your boundaries should be. So this has been uh, such an empowering belief to fall back into that constantly helps me remove fear and guilt and shame out of situations where I need to set a boundary, uh, especially if it's a boundary that I need to set and it could potentially like piss somebody else off. So it, it sort of puts me thinking of my goals as boundaries, it sort of puts me in control and empowers me to remain focused while not feeling guilty about honoring my deepest desire. So I'm super pumped to share this with you in our masterclass. So if you have not registered, what are you waiting for? This masterclass is a rare, one-of-a-kind, exclusive private event. I'm going to take you behind the scenes and show you exactly what it's like uh, to set goals year after year the way I do it, the way Amanda and I are trained in doing it. And even though Amanda and I vibe a little bit different with it, we use the same principles and fundamentals to move dreams to goals and goals to the finish line. And bonus, we're going to help you think like an improviser. So you can keep moving forward when shit hits the fan and we're doing it all live. And we do that through our methodology. Uh, this methodology has been in the making for seven years and it's truly the first time I'm, I'm sharing it with the, with the public, with you. So for three hours, I'm here for you, your goals, your business, and your dreams for the new year and beyond. So this is a live virtual experience. Uh, we're going to kick off your year with confidence, clarity, tools, uh, and of course, you know, a heavy dose of inspiration and probably some sequin to sort of set your year on fire. You're going to learn our House of Anne methodology, uh, my trademarked uh, goal-focused planning and mindset formulas directly from me. And by the end of the workshop, you're going to have everything you need to confidently set goals in 2022. Oh, and the House of Anne Mindset Masterclass Live does not stop with the three-hour live event. Okay, so here's what your ticket includes. You're going to get a three-hour live event with me. And P.S., I don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. So this is a unique one-time event for this community, for you. My speaking is valued at well over five figures. So guys, this is your chance to learn directly from me to get that time with me and get a peek behind the curtain. You're gonna get PDFs of our brand new possibility planner. And if you've been vibing and thriving and using our Vibe and Thrive Planner, it's the same vibe. We've just updated things because the world has changed. So of course, the way we plan has to change. So you'll get PDFs of that. And our possibility planner is a custom goal-focused planning system I created to help you protect your mental wealth while advancing your goals, that planner, is around 39 bucks. Uh, you're going to get an unprecedented look inside the House of And, the lifestyle brand we're building and our trademark methodology to help you unlock what's possible in good times and bad. Oh, by the way, 
that's priceless. Uh, you're going to get discounts. You'll get a 20% coupon to shop in our store and grab what you want. And we've also designed a custom possibility t-shirt for you that we won't sell to the public and you're going to get it free with your registration. That's about 40 bucks as well. And you get all of it for three forty nine. dollars Think about it. $349. You can spend $349 on a fancy dinner out and not to be gross that you digest in a matter of hours and never see again. Okay. Uh, you could spend $349 on Botox and that's going to wear off in six months. Uh, you could spend $349 on a pair of boots that could be out of style in a year. But this investment in you, this investment in your future, your mind and your goals, babe, that never goes out of style. So I encourage you, I implore you, I invite you to join us, uh, to give yourself the gift of freedom this year, freedom from fucking limiting beliefs, Freedom from the box you feel like you're in. Freedom from your soul-sucking job. Freedom from the mental struggle and mental pull we all feel. And, and, and even just possibly maybe even freedom from the financial struggle. You may be feeling freedom. That's what our methodology and our goal-focused planning system gives you. And the permission to do it on your own terms because you can create your reality. So we're officially declaring 2022 the year of and our mission to open as many fucking doors as possible. I hope you'll join us. Class is December 29th and you can click the link in the show notes to get registered and learn more. Okay, speaking of boundaries, I had to set one uh, with alcohol this year because I did not like where it was heading and groovy alcohol-free beverages have helped me with that. So in January of this year, 2021, I decided to do a dry January. That felt so good. I said, let's go another 30 days. Then I went another 30 days. Then I went another 30 days. I ended up going 200 days alcohol-free this year. And let me tell you, it certainly reset my relationship with alcohol, which is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to show the booze and remind the booze who the boss and one of the ways I was able to do that is that I had really awesome alcohol-free, high-vibe, delicious alcohol-free options available. And Groovy was my savior. Their Prosecco, the bubbles, the rosé bubbles, and the IPA beers, I can't even tell you. Like anytime I had the itch or I felt like everybody else was drinking and I didn't want to drink, but I was just sick of water with lemon and club soda, I was able to reach for an option that allowed me to stay in the game from a social perspective, but out of the game from a hangover and alcohol perspective. So listen, if you are wanting to reset your relationship with alcohol too, if you want to just have some alcohol-free options in 
your life so you can drink a little bit less. Maybe you know someone in your life who is on an alcohol-free journey and you want to gift them with something really cool this holiday season. Well, let me tell you, Groovy is the answer. And I'm so excited they're a podcast sponsor. So go to the show notes to learn more. And anytime you shop, make sure you use the code YESAND10 at checkout to not only get those discounts, but support this podcast because you do. Okay, back to the show. Boundaries, babe. Boundaries. We're going to explore. I know Amanda's got some ideas. I've got some ideas. Let's explore a few of them. Um, Amanda, maybe we start sort of like, what do you think about starting with our, like my relationship with people pleasing and then your relationship with people pleasing? Like, I'd love to know where you're at with it and sort of um, like how you view it. Are you cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go for, I bet they've been hearing from me a lot. Why don't you, why don't you kick us off? Why don't you get the party started? I'd love to know where are you at? Like, where are you at with your relationship right now? I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, like you're not necessarily in recovery, (laughs) you're in it. So let's talk about that. So maybe we start by something that I heard on a podcast from someone else cool. uh, that has really helped me reframe boundaries. Okay. So I'm as so we high try for on, this. I know, right. As we try on a new way of thinking, boundaries are not electric fences. Mm. Boundaries are not about keeping people out. Um, see, I'm a wall builder. And so for me, emotionally, I, I build walls as boundaries, which is really unhealthy because, you know, it doesn't Mm. work. But boundaries are not about keeping people out. They actually increase our capacity to love and live. They allow you to love people better, life more, Mm. your job more. And so a reframing of a boundary, because I think sometimes... One of the problems inside of especially building boundaries because of people pleasing, let me be clear yeah. that there, you know what I mean? It ends yeah. up feeling as if we're like drawing hard lines and building electric fences and you can't yeah. do this. And it's not about what you can do. Mm. So, you know, it's not about building hard lines. It's really just about allowing people to understand what allows you to continue to love them mm-hmm. and to be in a healthy relationship with. And the way that this came up for me was in a discussion about actually addiction and how somebody said, how did you help? Um, it was actually, her name is also Amanda. She's gone into a sister. How did you help your sister get sober? She said, oh my gosh, I didn't. And they're like, <laughs> well, what did you do? And she said, I created boundaries with her So that when she was ready to come back to us, I still had the capacity to love her. Mm. And I was like, wow. Wow. And if you take that and kind of drill that down into even work, right? Yeah. A boundary with work leaving at a reasonable time allows you to show up tomorrow with a good (laughs) attitude, right? Like just think of the ways that this filters down. And when you take it, when you take away this idea that boundaries are walls and they're actually just rules to play a fair life game by, it really changes the way that you create them, use them and implement them. 
and they don't feel so hard to do when it, you know, kind of can ebb and flow as life does. Boundaries sense to you are okay. You've got to say that line. Boundaries are rules to keep keep a fair life. Say that quote again. That was awesome. Boundaries are really just the rules that you can create to play a fair game of life. Ooh, I love that to play a fair game of life. I love that. And the other thing that I love that you just illuminated boundaries are not electric fences. That's, that was a good one. That, that really sat with you because I think so many times we assume that a boundary means like we can't ever, uh, allow anything into the, to the area that we are trying to protect. And I don't think that that's true. I think boundaries are what we need for what we need at that time. And I think when we start to realize like, oh my God, when I set this space or this boundary or this, um, sort of brave, (laughs) um, I guess there's really no better word than boundary. When I set this brave boundary with someone, I'm actually not only loving myself, but I'm allowing myself to sort of play the game of life a little bit more fairly because we cannot do it all. I mean, I don't know about you, Amanda, but like in corporate, like when I would go into the office, I mean, you would get like shame stares when you would leave at like five. Oh, for sure. Like shame steps, like God forbid, you know what I mean? Like you go home to be with your family or whatever, right? You go out to lunch with a friend, (laughs) like not on a business, like meeting lunch. I mean, for sure, a lot of shame. Chains, 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 chains. I feel like not having boundaries or chains. So I love that. I love that. Anything else you had there? I don't want to stop your flow of thoughts, but I really loved that. Like it allows you to play the game of life fairly. Boundaries allow you to play the game of life fairly. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's an electric fence. Yeah. And it's the rules for your game, not everyone else's, right? Like that's the other thing. I'm not writing the rules for you. This is how I can live my life feeling like the game is fair. It's not like I'm saying these are the rules for both of us. Boundaries are the rules for me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we have no control over what other people do. That's why Mm -hmm. we need boundaries in the first place. (laughs) Damn right. And I think the reason we don't is because it goes back to the inspiration for this episode. We're so worried about pleasing other people or we don't want people to not like us. We don't want people to make fun of us, all this stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Right. So one of the things I, you know, say a lot about boundaries is that Well, of course, we want people to like us, right? It's not necessarily a bad thing to want to please people. That intention is pretty solid, right? Like, of course you want to please people. You want to make people happy. You want to do good for others. Like, I want you to like me. I want you to like my work and my books and my course and my podcast. I mean, I'm not a fucking sociopath or a psycho, right? Of course I want to please people, okay? But... And this is a big butt because I cannot lie. And I love puns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, While it's okay to want to please others, what we cannot do is tie our self-worth 
to what others think of us. We can't hate ourselves because someone else hates our work. Like, welcome to a day in my brain. This is the work I'm doing every day, right? Like, if someone doesn't like you, right, that doesn't give you permission to then not like yourself, right? That's on them. You are on you. So I wrote down some ideas that sort of helps me get stronger here. Uh, Four things I'm doing um, as we think about like getting into that frame of mind, like I can't help what you think about me, but I've got to keep moving, right? I've got to keep living in my truth and living my life and right, right, playing my game. So I do that by number one, and we're going to talk about this in the masterclass, yo. We're going to we're going to spend some time here. We define success on our own fucking terms. And that begins by removing the limiting factors that are holding us back from doing that. And those limiting factors are things like self-doubt. Uh, Amanda, you and I love to talk about someday syndrome, right? Like how <laughs> we wait for someday, favorites. right? Step one, what does success look like for you when you coming back to death, right? When it is the end of your time. Uh, If you're lucky enough to know when that's going to be, some of us, it's just snatched from us uh, with, without a chance, right? Um, If you're lucky enough to know when you're going to die, see, look at that reframe there. If you're lucky enough to know when you're going to die, who do you want there? How do you want to feel? What do you want to have done? Right. Um, And oh, by the way, you can use the answer to that question to go set some fucking goals for yourself in 2022, baby. Uh, Then we affirm. So another thing I do is I affirm every day. This is also a part of our masterclass and our planner, right? Every day I am power statements, reframing the uh, broke ass thoughts and really stepping into some boss ass thoughts, right? So instead of saying, uh, I am not smart enough to run a business, we're saying things like I am born to do this and I have all the tools I need to succeed. And you start to change the dialogue. Um, and then final two thoughts, you know, I, I, I work hard to stay in the magic, I know you do too, Amanda. I think this is why we're soul sisters on so many levels. Like I read, I listen, uh, and I keep myself in the way of high vibe people and conversations. Disclaimer, this does not mean I avoid tough conversations or hearing other people's perspectives, but I put in my algorithm face-to-face and online the things that are going to keep me in the way of magic and that leads to my final thought here is just um, the way I get stronger about loving myself and not reacting to someone's um, misunderstanding of me is that I'm always investing in myself, right? I'm looking for tools. And this kind of goes back to the last point to help me grow and just become a better human. And I think uh, you can't lose when you're doing something like that. It has to be a part of your priority list. Like you have to make time to make the time (laughs) to invest in the best business asset you'll ever have and the best freaking, uh, I think it's better than stocks and bonds, right? Like you are the best investment because you, it never depreciates. The more you learn, the better you get. So, I mean, that's my rant on it. I don't know what struck a chord with you there, Amanda, but I'm working on it. I have a thought and a question. Okay. Um, My thought here goes back to something that we've discussed many times 
And that's that like we you do the work that you need. You write the post that you need. You write the book that you need. Right. You've told our listeners that and our community that time and time again, you wrote Fair is My Homeboy because it's the book and the and the reminders you need. Right. And so as you know, you were talking about staying in the magic. Part of that is that we need to feed confidence in the areas in which we lack it. So when we're having a hard time, like, you know, that's why it'll ebb and flow what content speaks to us. Right. So Mm. like a book that is hard to pick up one day, three months later, you pick it up and you're like, this is exactly what I needed. Love that. Yeah. And that's part of the investment. It's investing in, in courses and tools and listening time. It's investing time in making sure that you're building up the that you have the bricks you need to build that dream that you have. And sometimes mm. that's internal changes. And, you know, think about it. If you need to lose weight, you start listening to things that are super motivating that keep yeah. your mindset exactly where it needs to be. And mm. so, as you know, you mentioned some of the things that we discuss are, you know, what does success look like to you and how can you define that for yourself? And we'll hit on that in the masterclass, but that brings me to my question. How has your definition of success changed? And I, I say probably in the past, you know, five years ago, your idea of success was probably quite different than your idea of success is today as you've grown (laughs) your business. So tell us, um, because I think it's important for people to understand how that definition changes with age experience and, um, reaching plateaus or goals and then plateaus, right? So how how has it changed for you? Yeah, I, I love the question. It's a big one and it's always changing. I think when you're in your 20s, success to me then was um, looking cute and weighing a certain amount <laughs> and fucking making out with guys. Like, right. you know, will someone ever want to marry me, right? Like, oh my God, like that was my 20s, right? Getting drunk, looking cute, chasing boys. That's, that was success, right? Did I, did I weigh a certain amount? And this makes me sound so fucking shallow and superficial, but yo, who isn't shallow and superficial in your twenties? And if you weren't, fuck off, right? You're faking it. You're lying. You're lying. (laughs) Like every 20, well, there's maybe a few unicorns out there who are just like angel babies. Uh, But most kids in their twenties have pretty superficial definitions of success. Like I always knew I wanted to do cool shit in my life or have a great career. Uh, but like, do I have insurance? Do I look cute? Are we having fun? Let's go. In my thirties, I think my definition of success was, um, and it's interesting because it's, oh my, how it's changed. But yeah, I think it was a little more weighted on, do I have the job and the insurance and the career. Am I safe? And I'm doing air quotes here. Am I safe? Am I secure? Um, am I keeping up with everybody else? Like, do I have um, status? You know, we talk a lot about that in improv theater where we'll be told to play high status, low status. So you kind of know who's alpha in the scene and who's not. And we do that in real life, you know, growing up as high school all over again. So it's, you know, am I keeping up with the Joneses? Joneses, right? right? Am I do I have insurance? Like, do I live in a cool place? Um, you know, do I have a, a relate? Am I alone or am I in love? Like, so those were some, those to me were like success chips. Like, is my life exciting? Check. Right. 
Great. I'm succeeding. Do I have money in the bank? Yes. Do I have a job and insurance? Yes. Right. Um, does someone love me? Check. Okay. I'm succeeding. Okay. And then now here in my forties, <laughs> success for me is fucking waking up and breathing and being mm healthy. It is not having a deep mental illness that blocks me from living a high vibe life. It is giving back as much as I um, give to myself and in my future. It is creating, it is picking. So, oh my God, Amanda, success to me is doing and creating the work I love the way I want with people that fucking rock and being able to say, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And this is when I do it. And it doesn't mean that we don't have to do things that we don't love in our business. We're doing it all the time, especially as you and I are growing what will become the, uh, the empire of house of and right. As we build that magical castle that castle, right. So good. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> um, but fuck for your know, successes, you know, waking up every day, healthy, uh, and mentally, physically being able to give back and create and pay my bills, of course, but to fucking have fun along the way. So that's a little bit of a rant. So I think it does come back to redefining it, right? Like yeah. that's success for me right now. This is my game of life. So I need to make sure that I'm removing the limiting factors, holding me back from all of those things I just rattled off. So if I, if my definition of success right now is health, because let's be clear, I will never be able to see this dream to life if I don't remain alive and healthy. And I realize that a sword could, uh, the, the, the stoic sword could fall on my head and smash me to pieces at any moment. I could, a random act of violence could take me out. I mean, these days you could be, not to be dramatic, but you could be going to get groceries at Target and lights the fuck out, right? People right. are fucking insane. I just heard that in downtown New York, the, the magical Christmas tree they put up every year was burnt to the ground. Have you heard that? Is that real? or not real have you heard that um i have an alert i'm i have an allergy to news so i've not heard yeah that. say same <laughs> but guess who came in my not. office and told me no amanda guess who Scott. guess who came oh yeah my fucking husband he's like hey honey uh the world's crazy i'm having a high vibe morning i got candles and shit my husband comes into my office he's like oh it's because if you haven't seen debbie downer on saturday Night live you gotta go see it so scott comes into the office and he's like hey have you heard I'm like, no, what, babe? They burnt <laughs> the Christmas tree got, got burnt to the ground at Rockefeller Center. Wah, wah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, that's how my day started. So I'm with you. So my point is in bringing this up and listen, I deal with things through humor, but like, fuck, anything can happen at any time. Right. That's yeah. my rant. So, again, um, you've got to define success for yourself. And I. I'm going to switch to you, Amanda. We're going to, I'm going to ask you the same fucking question. Uh, but I think it all begins, whatever you define success to be, because this is your game of life. You have to really think about, okay, if this is what I want and guys, masterclass, we fucking go here. Yeah. What is holding me back from that? Is it me? Is it my spouse? Cause sometimes it is. Um, is it, is it my mom? Is it my relationship with my family? Is it my Amanda, we're going to have a conversation on the podcast soon about codependency. Is it my codependency? 
right? What is holding me back from doing what I fucking want to do? And understanding that will help you deploy action against it. So I'll stop there. But what a, Amanda, what a great fucking question. And you know, I'm spinning the table and bringing it back to you. Mm -hmm. What would you say? I think that you and I've had so many conversations about success. And I think so many people have come to me and asked me about how I have done what I've done. And I think that it really did start with taking my own definition of success because to the world, uh, to my parents, to my friends, to my peer group, I was really successful. I had a great job with a, you know, company that people admire. I was traveling all over the world and that was success. And as you said, like in my thirties, that felt very much like success. And then I started thinking about turning 40 and that if I was lucky, I was halfway there. And is this the life that I want? And then as a result of really redefining to myself what success was going to look like when I led into the next 40 years of my life, um, it was not going to be that title and it was not going to be that job. And those were the definitions of success. Those were the lanes of success that other people had said made me successful. I never really had defined success for myself. It was probably the things that my parents were proud of me for and kind of the direction that they laid. And so what happened was I built boundaries. And so interesting, again, full circle, I started building boundaries around my time. And like, is this the way I want to spend my time? Do I want to be available 24 seven and at the service of someone else who quite frankly could come or go at any time? And then I could also be replaced or go at any time. And as I, as I redefined that, and as our relationship grew and as our conversations, which we have all the time grew, like I feel very much exactly like you doing the work I want to do, doing meaningful work with people I really like um, and watching uh, something unfold that I believe is so much greater than even you or I, I feel probably more successful now than I've ever felt <laughs> in my life. And oh. that's because this is my definition of success, freedom um, mm. and fun. You know, like Ugh. it's not all fun and there's some really hard days and we've been through some really hard times in business and life, but like this shit feels like success. Oh, <laughs> like I I'm living it. it. I'm like, why is right it making now? me tear up? Fun and yeah. freedom. It's so good. It, it just, yeah. you know, as someone who works with you and we're, we're sort of, you know, I consider you and we've talked about this, a co-founder, right? To the house of and and everything we're creating. You've been there every step of the way and our relationship has evolved over the years in so many ways. And uh, you're such a big part of everything we're doing for me to hear from you that you feel uh, success and more successful now than you, uh, did in your big fancy corporate job working with the C-suites at that fancy company, uh, is the shit. And, um, you nailed it because, um, fun and freedom are two of our foundational, um, values and we're very aligned there. So I just, I loved yeah. hearing that. Like it makes and, me so fucking happy. And you know, there is more to that. I started this journey as a member of an audience where you were the keynote 
and never, mm-hmm. ever underestimate the power of a message. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to you listeners. Really, I am to our community. I sat in a keynote with Judy and she said something and I had to question, like, why am I playing so small? And it's not about ego or not living in humility. It's about the fact that like we're doing amazing things. And when we are doing amazing things and we're just normal, everyday people doing things, other people are inspired to do them too. And so if you know that there is a little voice inside of you that's not quite sure that this is what you're meant to be doing or should be doing, and you know that there's something on the other side, don't delay. Start living into that now. You have such a limited amount of time here on this earth. Don't waste it doing shit you don't want to do. You can build the life you want. Judy and I are living proof of it. And uh to do a we shameless, shameless we plug here, we uh, you can join us plug. on December 29th and we will show you how I'm the fuck to do it. And you're plugging so, the masterclass. Come on. Well, it just, I wasn't going to, but like, oh, it's fucking I great. Mean, it's, it's so the epic. truth. It's not, it's, so it's true. not a shameless plug. It's actually the truth. And some it's people the, might a not realize. It's plug. Yeah, yes. that we met because I sat in your keynote yeah. audience and all of this, my entire existence from that day to this point was a domino effect. Oh my god. The Same. content that you that you shared that day with the message that I received that day. I don't know the I one you it. were giving, but I know the one I received. So I, thank I you love for it that. so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for being in the audience that day. And I love it because I'm I'm living proof too. Like all this shit you see on Instagram, all the things you see me doing, and all the stuff, you guys, that was so fucking generated. I made it. <laughs> Like yeah. I made it myself. Of course, people have hired me, but how do you think they fucking hired me? I put myself out there so that they even knew I existed, right? So maybe you want to do something different in your life. Maybe you're selling candles. Maybe you're um, with a, a direct sales company. Maybe you are in the C-suite in corporate, but you want to be president of the company. Are you putting yourself in the way of the magic that is waiting for you? This is serendipity. Serendipity is a happy accident. Well, the only way happy accidents happen is by putting yourself in the way of it. I mean, this is a big part of our methodology that we're going to talk about, right? This notion that you've got to move. And the way we get more confident in moving is by removing some of those mental blocks. So Amanda, I love it. Like we are doing it and anything you guys see us doing, guess what? You, if I can do it, you can do it. If Amanda can do it, you can do it. So it's just figuring out what it is that you want to do and making a commitment to not disappoint yourself. So Amanda, can we end with that final thought? We're going to wrap it up. Um, there's this story you told me uh, from something Glennon, I think Glennon Dole say, said on her, I know you're a big Glennon fan and you listen yeah. to her podcast and I she know. said something about disappointment on her podcast that I am obsessed with. And I want you to share the story with the listener because I think uh, it'll serve them. And it's a beautiful way to end. Yeah, absolutely. So as we think about people pleasing and our toxic people pleasing tendencies in the book, Untamed, Glennon recounts. That's what it was. The book, the book. Yeah, yeah. With her daughter, Tish, who is an empath and sensitive and a very feeling individual. And they're talking about something essentially that she didn't want to do. And in the book, she says this to her daughter, Tish. Every time 
you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself. Your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Tish asked her, even you? And Glennon responded, especially me. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Beautiful. So just remember. Wow. That you need to disappoint as many people in this world as possible so that you can keep yourself, your dreams, your goals, your precious little life as the most important thing. Mm. So Amanda. Way to, way to wrap us up and what a beautiful thing to consider, especially as this episode airs uh, in the close of a year. And we invite you, we empower you to decide, you know, what do you look like in 2022? Uh, but most importantly, what do you look like in 2042 for lucky enough to get it right? And what are you doing today? And who are you disappointing to make sure she becomes a reality? Okay. What a show, Amanda. I can't even, I, <laughs> I hope you loved this show as much as we loved making it for you. Talk to us on Instagram, send me a DM. Let me know what you think. Uh, oh my God. What's your biggest takeaway? Will we, will we see you in the masterclass? If this episode, let me just say, if this episode did not get you hype about the masterclass, I don't know. I don't even know. Go back to bed and wake back up and then listen to this again. Uh, but yo, if you feel inspired, uh, if you loved this content, you're going to love what we uh, talk about in the masterclass. So uh, we hope to see you there. Link in the show notes. You can email us anytime at hello at judyholler.com for podcast related questions, show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. Uh, my goodness, House of Vand is now active and rocking and rolling on Instagram. So I'll link up there. Give us a follow. It mean the world. Give us a review. We'll give you 10% off in the store. And we just love you so much. So from Amanda and myself to you, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate, and we'll see you next week.